Yeah. That can sure happen. I'm so grateful. Yeah. I do believe I almost got there. All right. Well, tonight we are in 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2, and we're going to be in verse 20 tonight. We are in 1 John chapter 2, and we're going to be in verse 20. I don't know what's going on with my family. (laughs) Time change. Yeah, well. I know that I do know that the party starts when I leave, so. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't scold them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just because I pretend not to notice doesn't mean I don't notice. <laughs> right on. <laughs> so. Oh, Lord. So, uh, I, I think uh, we're five minutes in. Let's say our prayers and get going. We'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll see who joins us along the way. That's right. Father, thank you for this opportunity to read your word. Thank you for watching over us and helping us. And uh, Lord, you know, the wonderful thing about recording these Bible studies is that whoever isn't on here with us, they can always do it later. And, and I believe, I believe that uh, this is this your design. This is this what you intended for us. So, thank you, and please watch over and keep us. Open our eyes, open our ears. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. And last night, um, you taught us about the spirit of Antichrist, and tonight. I pray that you would refresh those memories, refresh those lessons that we learned last night as we lead into our study tonight and give us revelation. Help us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Jacob texted me while we were praying and said the link wasn't working for them. Well, that's a good reason. Well, Dad had a hard time. I had a hard time getting on. No kidding. Yeah, I tried three times. So I think, I think, I think if one keeps trying, what I do, if it doesn't come on, I I zip that one off totally. Yeah. And 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 start over. Oh. Well, I'm, I sent them new links, and I don't know what to say. Okay. All right. All right, so last night we read about the spirit of Antichrist, how the spirit of Antichrist went out from the Christians. It went out from the Christians, the spirit of Antichrist. <coughs> Hi, Ray. Hi, Dad. Hi, Dad. Were you guys having trouble getting in? 
Yes, sir. Um, you had to try a few times? Uh, yes, sir. I, I just used my phone, but yes, sir. Oh, your phone went right in? Yes, sir. All right. I didn't try the first one. Hey, Bruce. Hi, everybody. Uh, hi. So we we have already, hi, Grandpa, acknowledged a title, Ray. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Mom was asking if you could send an invitation to Olive. I already sent it to her. Yes, sir. <clears throat> sent it to her at the beginning. All right, so we have already prayed. Turn your Bibles to First John. First John chapter 2. Verse 20. You guys missed the prayer. (laughs) All right, I can't help it. That's the dad in me. All right. Okay, so last night. Last night we talked about Um, the spirit of Antichrist and how the spirit of Antichrist went out from the Christians. And it makes sense if we think about it that in order to be Antichrist, you have to know who Christ is. Or you have to understand, you have to have an object in order to be against it. You have to know of an object, you have to believe in an object in order to, to, to take a stand against that object. And that object in this case is the word of God, the Logos spoken word of God, the living word of God. Okay? And and in verse 20, here's the continuation. But you have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. Which also means you have an anointing by by the Holy One. You have an anointing by the Holy One. And now all of you know, and you know these, you know these truths to be true. I have not written unto you because you don't know the truth. In other words, he's saying, I'm not writing to you to explain to you what the truth is. Okay. But I'm writing to you because you know the truth and that no lie is of the truth or that no deception, no lie is of the truth, or because that which is false has nothing in common with that which is true. Here's, here's the words that I use for this verse, the, 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 sky, the sky words for this verse when I'm talking to somebody. I tell you these things because you were made to know the truth. Because if you have the Holy Spirit, then you know the truth. Now, sometimes we reject the truth. Sometimes we rebel against the truth. But we know the truth when we hear it. We know the truth. Verse 22. Who is a liar but he that denies that Jesus is the Christ? In other words, who is a liar... Who is a liar, but who he who denies that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, or that, let's put this into into another term, 
Who is a liar but he that denies that the word of God, the logos of God, is the Christ, the Messiah? Okay? Think about that. Let that roll around in your mind. Who is a liar? This is who. This is who is a liar. The person that's a liar is someone who denies that the Logos, the living word of God, is the Christ, comma, the Messiah. Right. That's who a liar is. Okay? He is Antichrist that denies the Father and the Son. That person, that's that person who disowns the Father or rejects the Son, rejects the Logos of God, that person is an Antichrist. That entity is an Antichrist. Doesn't necessarily have to be a, a person because it's just saying who generically. Yeah. This could be an, an entity. I, I prefer to use the word entity because sometimes when we say, when we use a, a term that means more of a person, we're thinking about the flesh and we forget to think of the spiritual things. Mm-hmm. Whosoever denies the son, the same does not have the father. But he that acknowledges the son has the father also. The one that acknowledges the logos of God acknowledges God. Of course, if you acknowledge the word of God, the living word of God, then you're acknowledging God. Exactly. I believe these verses kind of go along with the verses in chapter one of uh, First John. Of John. Ver- verses seven and eight, I think, or six, seven, and eight. They they do. Um, and and uh, but but I I prefer. I think it brings to me. It brings it more to bear. When I insert the logos here, when I insert the the word of God, it helps right. bring this into uh, a more black and white um, view for me. Uh-huh. Um, verse 24, let that therefore abide in you, which you have heard from the beginning. Or, or here, here it is. There's uh, another translation says, for you, ourselves, you yourselves, I beg you to stick to the original teaching that which you learned in that which ye have heard from the beginning shall remain in you. You also shall continue in the son and in the father. And this is the promise that he has promised us. Eternal life. Right. This is the promise that he's promised us, eternal life. These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you or lead you astray. Mm -hmm. Even today, especially today, all around you are well-meaning people who are trying to explain to us who Jesus is, leaving out the Logos leaving out the fact that Jesus is the supernatural, the living word of God, who consists in all things, who all things consist of, and through which all things were made, and through which all things consist that consist. Everything that exists, exists through the living word of God. 
Because the living word of God said, let there be this. Let there be that. The right. living word of God. In fact, that's our breath. Yes. The living word of God. This is the supernatural. This is the very foundation, the cornerstone of the supernatural of God. There is power. I mean, if you truly believe, if you take this into your heart and you truly believe that Jesus is the Logos, the Word of God, and that he is in all things and that all things consist through him and by him, then it is easy to believe that he can do anything. Yes. It's easy to believe that he can walk on water. He can walk on the air. All of these things around him are only material to us. They are immaterial to the word of God. Exactly. So verse 25, I repeat, says, and this is the promise that he hath promised us eternal life. The promise is eternal life. But the anointing Remember that anointing that we talked about? In verse 20, it says, but you have an anointing from the Holy One. Yes. Verse 27 says, but the anointing which you have received from him abides in you, and ye need not that any man teach you. So you have that anointing, and what is that anointing? That anointing is the Holy Spirit. You have been anointed. Everyone has been anointed with the Holy Spirit and received eternal life. If you have received Jesus Christ, if you have opened up the door of your house, the vessel of your body, if you have opened up the door of your vessel to Jesus Christ and said, come in, dwell in me, I yield myself to you. I willingly give myself up to you, Lord. I willingly become your servant then you have eternal life and you have the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And it doesn't say that it's come upon you. It says it abides in you. Holy Spirit abides in you. He, Holy Spirit, abides in you. When I was saying it, I was referring to the, to the anointing itself, the act. Okay? Yeah. But as the same anointing teaches you of all things and is truth, and is no lie. And even as it has taught you, you shall abide in him. So what is this saying? You don't need any man to teach you. You don't need any person to teach you. If you learn, if you have learned to listen to the Holy Spirit, if you've learned to listen to the Holy Spirit, you don't need to listen to any man teach you. The Holy Spirit will teach you the truth. When you hear the truth, you will know the truth. Holy Spirit will lead you if you're in tune with Holy Spirit, if you're listening to Holy Spirit, if you are submitted to Holy Spirit. He will teach you. He'll show you what is the truth. He'll open that up for you. Now, just because you don't need another man to teach you doesn't mean that you shouldn't sit under and listen to other people because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Right. But that sitting under and listening is, is, is an act of your will. 
You do that of your own free will. You're not doing that because you are a lemur with your mouth open saying, feed me, feed me like a little bird. Right. What Holy Spirit doesn't need and what God doesn't need is God doesn't need people who, who refuse to use their own hearts and minds and just walk around with their mouth open, taking whatever it is that every passing wizard and, and warlock has to put in their mouth. Yeah. And now, little children, abide in him. Who are you going to abide him? Christ. In Christ. And now, continue to live in union with him, that when he shall appear, and there's your confirmation that it's Christ, because it's when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, if you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone that does righteousness is born of him. Everyone that does righteousness is born of him. Now I'm going to go back to chapter one and we're going to look at what dad was talking about. Dad was talking about walking in the light. Okay. Let's see here. Okay, I think I think you're talking about one through three, Dad. But I'm going to read seven, eight, and nine, or six, okay. seven, and eight. Six, seven, and eight. Okay. If we say that we have fellowship with Him and we walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. In other words, we're lying and we're not practicing the truth. But if we walk in the light and He is in the light. We have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we walk in the light, then we're cleansed of all sin. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. That means we're, that means we're part of the body of Christ, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sins. Another translation says it will continue to cleanse us of every sin. Continually cleanse us of every sin. But see, there's a condition. If we walk in the light. If we walk in the light. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And how is he going to cleanse us? Right there in verse 7. He's going to continually cleanse us if we walk in the light. He will continually cleanse us. It is a process. He will continually cleanse us. We will find forgiveness when we seek forgiveness. We will find grace when we seek grace. All these things are to be found when we are walking in the light. Not when we're walking in the darkness. Now, was that what you were talking about, Dad, or should I jump to one through three? 
Yeah, go ahead and do one through three, but yes, that's what I was talking about. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled the word of life, the logos of life, the word of God, which is alive. God's message of life. Verse two, for the life was manifested, the life was manifested on the earth in the flesh, and we have seen it, and we bore witness, and we have shown unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested in the flesh unto us. That which we have seen and heard, we declare unto you, that you also may have fellowship with us, that you also may be part of the body of Christ. And truly, the body of Christ, or our fellowship, is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. And, and John's making it affirmative there that there, there needed to be witnesses because he was using we. And uh, meaning that it, all all through the Bible, God says there must be two or three yes. witnesses. By the word of two or three witnesses, a thing shall be established. If there's only one witness, it is not. It, you're not even to recognize it. You're not to follow it. It's so correct. if one person yeah. comes with a test with, with with against to to give a witness against someone else. And there's no other witness. The godly thing is that we do not recognize that 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 word. Exactly. Exactly. That's offensive to us. It it's offensive be. to us if we say if we say, oh man, but what about my word? I said I saw him with my own eyes. But the word mm -hmm. of God says, if there is only one person that sees it. It is not to be well, recognized. He, yeah, and, and uh, when he when he left the earth, uh, it mentions that he was with the disciples. He went through all the area, and then he said, "And there were above five hundred witnesses seeing going yes. to heaven." And there's your witness again. Yes, multiple witnesses. And whenever Jesus went to work a miracle, he always took two or three of his disciples. He took them. He took the oh, ones that, that had the faith in that area, but he also took them because of two or three witnesses. A thing shall be established. Exactly. You know, and, and I think that's real important to uh, begin that chapter with those verses. Now, if we think about this, if we think about this, and we're thinking, sometimes we want to get angry if we're the only witness to something, and and someone else wouldn't accept that. Then, then, then here's another way for us to think about it. One person can make a mistake. One person can believe that they see something a certain way, but maybe that's not the whole story. But yeah. nevertheless, if it were something that God wanted you to witness to, then he would have provided a second witness. He always has. Yes. Exactly. If it were something that God wanted you to witness to, 
there would be more than one witness. And that is the truth. God is very fair. So, if we see something, and we know that we're the only witness to it, we need to prayerfully seek the Lord in what he wants us to do with that information. Because he obviously doesn't want it used as a testimony. He wants to use it for something else. Right. Okay, Dad, the floor is yours. We finished the chapter. Okay, I thought we had. Father, we, we come tonight and just thanking you for your love. Because you do love us, Lord. And, and thank you, Father, that you have set in your word things that we should follow. Father, you also said over and over, if you obey my voice, if you obey me, you shall be mine. And Lord, there are many, many people in churches today who aren't obedient. <clears throat> and we just ask God that you begin bringing conviction, Father, into the hearts of these people. The Lord, there'll be a revival in this country that we've never seen before. Let it go out from us, Father. Let us be some of the beginning. And we thank you, Lord, so very much, Father, for your precious love and your grace, because your grace is new every morning. You're with us. You support us. You fill us with your love, Father, in order to love others. You said love you, Father, with all our heart, mind, soul, and body, and to love others as we love ourselves. And Father, we thank you that you have made it clear of how we should walk in your word. And your word truly, Lord, is a living word. We thank you for our Lord and Savior. We thank you, Lord, that he was obedient to death. And Lord, by his stripes, we are healed. Father, we thank you for the spilled blood of Jesus Christ. For by it, Lord, the transgressions of our sins are forgiven and washed away. And we come as a family tonight thanking you, Father, for your obedient son. And for the gift that you gave us, Father, that we might have eternal life. And have it abundantly. And we're grateful to you, Father, that you have prepared us, Lord, to be with you in the end, in the end times, Father. That we're just simply passing through this earth, a short period of time compared to eternity. Only, only a moment, Father. And we just are grateful, Father, that you care for us. Lord, I lift up mom to you. I pray, God, that you will bless her body, that you will fill her with your love and grace. And Father, we ask, Lord, that you bring total healing to her body. I lift up Sky and Maria to you, Father. I pray, Lord, your blessings over their home. I pray and speak peace into that home, joy, hope. I pray for Jacob and Braden, Lord, that you would bless these young men direct their paths for their future, fill them with the very presence of your love, 
And I pray, Lord, your blessings over Tannis. I ask God that you draw this young man back to you. Lord, bring to remembrance, Father, the wonderful things that he's seen. Pray for Aaron and Elise. Ask God your blessings over them. Direct their paths, their walk. I lift up John to you, Lord. I pray, God, you will heal John completely and bring him, Lord, to the wonderful presence and grace of God. I pray for Olive, Father. Ask God that you will bless her. Ask God you will watch over her life. I lift up Mel and Catherine and Cecilia to you. I pray, Lord, that you will bless that home and direct their hearts, Father. Lord, we lift up your precious Son, Lord, and give you praise, Father, for our salvation and for the hope that each one of us have in us that none of us would ever deny the faith but walk in the presence of our Holy Father. I pray for our churches. I ask God that you would bless each of our churches that we attend. But Lord, let it go past that. Let it go throughout this United States, Father. Lord, we know that the enemy is trying to destroy the faith, trying to destroy hope, trying to scare people to death with this new virus, Lord, that has arrived in this country. And Father, by mistake, there's already been 8,000 deaths from the flu and 25 deaths with this virus, Father. So it's been blown, Lord, to where the enemy wants it to scare people and to destroy our income, destroy our hope. But Father, we need to look to you because you are the one who will finish this, Lord, as it's supposed to be. And I come against this virus in the name of Jesus. I bind every evil force that Satan has put forth. And I give you praise, Father, for what you're going to do. I lift up our president to you, Lord, and the vice president as he works with the doctors in this situation. I pray, Father, for the wisdom in the coming upcoming election that your people, Lord, who are called by your name, will humble themselves and pray, including myself, Father, and turn from our, any wicked ways, Lord, that we have. Turn from our iniquities, Lord, that you might heal this land. That you might, Lord, love what we do, Father, in following you. And we just give you praise. I pray for the things that are going on in Israel, Father, same situation. They're trying to destroy the good that has been done over the past few years. The enemy is hard at it, Father. And we just come against him and bind every evil force, rulers of darkness, powers and principalities, that they cannot succeed. In the precious name of Jesus, we ask these things tonight, Lord, and give you praise and honor. In Jesus' Amen. precious name. Amen. Y'all be blessed. Good night, family. Bless your family. I love you. Good night.